Welcome to another episode of the Moon Talk Streamcast. What's going on, Matt? Oh, we're back. What's going on, AG? Yeah, man, it's good to see you. It's good to see you. You too. You've had yourself a busy weekend. Yeah, long weekend. Mr. Worldwide? Mr. Worldwide. Tell, tell me about it. You were down in Miami? <laughs> down in Miami for um, last Thursday to Sunday. I'm, I don't even know I'm here right now. Dangerous. Dangerous, dangerous. So uh, my brother, he actually accepted a new gig. Um, and it's based in Miami. It's technically fully remote, but obviously. Let's go. Down there. But the so, company's in Miami. Yeah, the company's in Miami. I can't remember the name of it right now. It starts with an A, but it's like a, a pet supplies company. Cool. And so cool. he's a, a financial analyst. So it kind of translates. I was telling him, like, it doesn't really matter what company you are based on your position. So. Um, he accepted the role as a senior financial analyst. Let's go. And Let's go, little AG. We took that opportunity to tear up the town. <laughs> you got to celebrate. You got yeah. You had to go visit, see how it's all going to work yeah. out. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Like, we've been going so often now, like we know. Miami's your spot. Yeah. Like, is that where you go celebrate birthdays and anything? Anything, <laughs> anything degenerate. If we want to celebrate. Yeah. Anything degenerate. I got to bring it next time. It's, uh, it's, it's a movie. Oh, seriously. I, I, I haven't been to Miami and you, like I don't remember I, when I was a kid, I went to my. It's such a cool place. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah. We gotta go to Art Basel. It kind of yes, we do. I think that's like November or something like that. Now but you got a place to stay. Exactly, Let's exactly. Go. Trying to force them out there beforehand, but it's not for everybody. It's no. not for everybody. Um, like we definitely are the partiers of the family, so um, we, we'll take any excuse to go down there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you just got a dog, right? Like, yeah. He works for a now pet supplies company. Yeah, he, he's about to be the model. You know what I mean? Let's go. <laughs> What's his no, name I again? wish we got to get him. Cabo, little guy. Cabo. <laughs> he's such a stud. Yeah, Rottweiler. Man. Rottweiler. Rottweiler. So, uh, what's interesting with Miami specifically is like the new tech hub, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like whoever you bump into, I mean, like they have some sort of affiliation somewhere. Um, which is like exciting because it's it's just weird when you're in the club and you're talking about crypto or economics. Did or that happen a lot? That happened. That happened Saturday night. It's weird because like I I associate since I jumped into the the crypto world, like the first big event was Art Basel, yeah. or, or there were things being hosted in Miami. So like I just associated that with with you know the stuff we talk about with, yeah. with tech, but. I, I don't think it was it's been like that, you know, historically, but right now it's hot. Yeah, like, right now it's hot. Like wow. just, just from an art perspective too. Yeah. Like there's this uh there's this neighborhood called Winwood. So you head out there, it's got like a bunch of bars and everything, but everything is a mural. Like really everything is. Like art everywhere, like some crazy sculptures, everything. Wow. So I, I can understand why it's hosted there and then people who have their NFT projects and whatnot, they kind of flock down there to meet with their own people and stuff. So that's wild. It's kind of, it's like, it's kind of culture shock because here, like, it's not like that. Like people are still like trying to wrap their head around that. And Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's just with tech in general, in the Detroit area, like we're kind of behind the times. Yeah. Hopefully they tune in the moon talk. You know, that's (laughs) what I remember when I first started at, at my last job, your current job. Like I remember some of the first things they were saying is just like, Michigan-based companies are, you know, a, a little behind technologically than yeah. your your um, San Francisco, your New York, your Miami. Like, obviously they're a little behind, but but yeah, just factoring that in, like Miami's, they're they're ahead of the game. Exactly, yeah. exactly. If you just think about just like hardware products, like your Lenovo's, your HP's, nobody here really uses Apple. Like you're right. They do on the East Coast or the West Coast? Like, it's, it's just crazy. When I talk to my peers. Um, on the West Coast or the East Coast, they're like, 
are, are you getting this spiff for selling this album? No, because nobody right. is, nobody has any interest in it. So, um, but it was just, it's cool, man. Like we definitely have to go. Like the best be, weather of all time, we right? Film an episode down there, honestly, because like you can, you can run into a girl down there and she knows way more shit about it than you do. I don't know what that experience is like. <laughs> like, did that happen this weekend too? That happened. So let me hear the story. S- Saturday night, um, Aaron and I we got a booth um, at one of our favorite clubs. And we were just, you know, bringing them doing in. Doing your thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, first of all, talking to, like, a woman in the club is the worst shit in the world. Because you're screaming at each other. I don't know what the fuck she's saying. Just yelling into their ear. Yeah, yeah. But well, for whatever reason, like, she heard me, I heard her. And so she was based out of Atlanta, and she was trying to move within the next two weeks because she was like, I love it here. Like, there's people like me here. Didn't you, the last girl story you told was a girl from Atlanta buying real estate? No, she she's from here, but oh, she okay. bought real estate in, uh, in Florida. Sarasota, Florida. Got or you, got like you. That. All right. Um, so she was finishing up her economics major. And so I just asked her, I was like, are you into crypto at all? Like, what's up with that? She's like... Actually, yes, I am. Let's go. And then it just flowed into a crazy conversation. She wasn't really into NFTs yet. She's like, I've I've been like experiencing or um, experimenting with my research, but crypto's where it's at for yeah. me. And so I was asking her what what should I be into. She's like, I'm not telling you shit because <laughs> this is not financial advice or anything like that. So she just she just basically said Bitcoin's the safest asset right now, as I kind of yeah. predicted she would. But it's just the concept of like. An economics major and a, a, a traditional student, yeah, in the club. on the side in the club <laughs> is also into crypt, like secretly, yeah, like this is real, yeah, yeah. I like, like that. People, people are like at, at least down there and probably elsewhere, they're getting into it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like I hope we can help usher that here, yeah, because I do think it's important just, just the overall knowledge base, do what you will with it. Like, yeah. if you want to invest, invest, if you don't, you think it's a scam, sure, but um. There's a, I mean, we've got a couple topics here today. There's a, it's relevant right now and it's visible, like and it's built like it's it's growing. Yeah. Like we're we're seeing things and they look a little different. Like some, sometimes it doesn't make sense, or sometimes it does make sense, but we don't realize how it's like tied to an NFT or like what you know Cliff Kingsbury wearing a V Friends shirt, right? Right, like actually means <laughs> in the in the grand scope of things. But did you see that picture? Yeah, yeah. Talk about it, man. It, I don't. I don't know if we got it. Oh, here it is, right here. Oh yeah, I I, I was just scrolling through through Twitter and I forget who posted this. It might have been Gary V retweeted or something. But this is Cliff Kingsbury. He's the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, walking into the arena before a preseason game, wearing a uh, what must be a limited edition V Friends yeah, shirt. Yeah, because I haven't I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen that. It's definitely not been released yet so how he got that who knows but but like that moment for players and coaches mostly players but for coaches walking into a game like you're showing off your your fit and he decided to throw on his v friends t-shirt i think we're gonna see a lot of that coming up like you've, you've been telling me yeah. about which athletes are are um investing in a vander sports or vander sports yeah um with their management and everything like that aiden so hutchinson I, he's yeah. a vander sports athlete yeah, so like I'm like you know just like you said those athlete walk-ins we're gonna see a bunch of different mm-hmm. merch or their own NFT projects or, or whatever the case may be. That's how I heard about a couple last year. None that I've bought, but like there was a, a Rumble Kong League that uh, Steph Curry he was wearing a beanie before one bas- before one of his games yeah. last year, and and then I kind of read into it and realized it's this you know basketball focused NFT project that he's invested in. It's like. 
There's that marketing the, is crazy, right? Crazy, yeah. crazy. It forced you to just like, what the fuck is this? Have and we like, talked about? Did we talk about the Halliburton shoes on this on on Moon Talk? I, I don't think so. That might have to come back. Yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. or do we just drop it right? Just yeah. go for it. Yeah, no, Halliburton. <laughs> you remember last year? Um, Tyrese Halliburton. I think he's for the Pacers, Pacers now. Yeah, 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 but he was on the Kings yeah. last year when he wore. Um, he put his board ape on his shoes. So so he was wearing. At the time, I think it still holds the record, you know, the most expensive basketball shoes ever worn in a basketball yeah. game by a player. You know, you're kind of towing the line of, of, you know, the the relevance of that. But, right, but right. the only way someone could wear those shoes with that specific board ape on it is if you bought the ape for, it was like 140 grand. I was just about to ask yeah, how much 160 that grand. Yeah. So it's like, no one's ever worn shoes over 100 grand in a game. But right. that's insane. That's the only way to get them. So, like, that's how people are starting to promote their NFT projects themselves, their identity, things like this. I'm just like curious how it led to Cliff Kingsbury. You know, a lot's yeah. been very uh, children-focused-ish. I'm just wondering how, how it got to him, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it could have been a player, um, someone in the circle, like, that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll, a kid. I'm sure he'll get asked about it at some point, or Gary will post it in the Discord, like, how, oh, yeah. how this actually Seriously. came about. Seriously. Because maybe I they might be tight, and I don't know, he's showing love, I have no idea. But That's true. That's, that's true. Also, Gary V seems to know everybody. Yeah, so it makes sense. One hundred percent. I don't know. He's a big jet, a big <laughs> Jets guy. So I guess he's fraternizing with the enemy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do at that point. Right. But um, speaking of enemies, though, like I'm not sure how um, familiar you are with Royce Five Nine. Yeah, no. Yeah. So like he's he's a rapper from Detroit, um, and I hate saying that because it sounds it sounds just like so he's bigger than that, but. He partnered with Eminem back in the day. They, they've got a group called Bad Meets Evil. Um, and so right now um, he's going through, like, a, a dispute with his group. So right. he's, he's got a rap group. Um, it, it was called Slaughterhouse. I used to listen to them, like, maybe eight or nine years ago. I think that's the last time their album came out. And so there was issues business-wise with their um, – How money and royalty? Got yeah. You. Okay. And so one of the members was like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to rap anymore. I don't want to try and make money for this label. I'll, I'll rap again if they take us off the label. Um, and is that him speaking for, like, him? This isn't Royce, right? This, is, this isn't Royce. This is another member, uh, Joe Budden. He, oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's huge now, too. Yeah, he's so huge is, in the podcast space now. Yeah. And, like, he Trent, like, he stopped rapping and started podcasting. Yeah, because I remember he was getting hot when we were in, when I was in high school. Yeah, you know, pump it up. Um, anyways, um, it was so. Was him? Was he speaking or or trying to figure this out um, for himself or for like the group, like Royce and the group, kind of against the record label? So it was just for him, it was kind of half and half. Okay, Royce, Royce uh, was he was kind of on the fence because the record label was Shady Records and he's cool with Eminem. Yeah, and so, but Joe didn't like how the business was going. He didn't like how they were getting paid and any of that. The label was taken, yeah, all, a shit ton. <laughs> yeah, and so like, and then the other two members, uh, Crooked Eye and Joel, Joel uh, Ortiz, they were kind of just like, "I will keep rapping. I don't care." And so, um, <laughs> Royce was like, "Well, if he's not going to rap, then none of us are because we're a group." And so they haven't made anything in ten years. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And so... Because are they technically still under that label, under Shady Records? Technically under the label. So over these 10 years, Royce has been fighting to get the album off Shady. Gotcha. And so the thing that happened was as soon as they got off Shady, this was like six months ago, the two other members, Joel and Crooked Eye, made an album without them. Without Royce and Joe Budden? Yeah, and, and said, uh, I forgot what it was called. I didn't even listen to it. Um, I think it was like the rise and fall of Slaughterhouse, and the album cover oh, wow. was them burning the logo. Wow. And so they were pissed about it because they were like, that's our IP. I fought so hard over the last 10 years to get... Um, Royce and Joe Budden? Yeah, to get this... Well, Royce specifically, Joe is like podcasting. Yeah, he's off the, off the um, label, so we can do our own thing. And so they took a record deal for like a million bucks and made that album. And so I was watching an interview of his. He was like, the one thing that I wanted to do was give the fans our, a piece of our royalty and turn the next Slaughterhouse album into an NFT. That's wow. what I wanted to do. But they fucking made this album that said Slaughterhouse is over. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, so he wanted to turn the Slaughterhouse album now that he has all the rights to it, right. into an NFT to allow his fans to take advantage of the royalties and everything. Because he was, he's understand. He just got his masters back of the records that he made twenty years ago, and he understands how valuable that shit is. So he does not want to sign to another label. He's all about doing NFT music from now on. Right, but now his boys, his former boys, now made this album totally like throwing that into the ground. It's over now. Like, but is it? I know. It, That's it, what people were saying. They were like, you guys can reconcile, but he was like, I spent 10 years of my life trying to get this off right. the, the label, and then you guys go ahead and do that. And that just kind of pissed all over the work I did. Yeah, for 10 straight years. Yeah. I wondered, like, do they split the the master, the, they split their rights of what they got from the label after those 10 I, years? Like, I'm can not Royce sure. Go- Royce should go do his own thing. Technically, they still own it, but I don't think he, like, creatively, he feels it anymore because he's like, you guys killed it, and we had this momentum from coming off. There was so much that we could have done, so so many cool things that maybe we could have signed to a label still and had an NFT. He was like, at the very least, if if nobody's going to rap, we can NFT the merch. We can do whatever. And so uh, it's just it was cool to hear, like, he was thinking about these things. Like these things have been prevalent. These things have been in his clearly in his thoughts. Like he's been trying to figure out the best move for the group since he's been working on taking them off the label for ten years. Man, and so like, that just kind of opened my eyes to like, yo, know, people are really like trying to handle business completely differently in this space. Yeah, like, and it it shows. There's there's still drama on like a, a group basis even after they got their rights back. Yeah. Like. So if there's ways that things can be structured moving forward where everyone's protected, but but there's no gray area around what you get individually, right. whether you're the artist or the fan, NFT holder, investor. Exactly. And like our first couple episodes, we gave the music example um, just to like Let's spell review that it real out. quick. Like, because like, traditionally, I'll let you do the NFT part, like traditionally... You know, an, an artist signs a deal with a record label where yep. the record label pays them up front. In advance. In advance. But they take the percentage of the, they take the rights to the music. They, to own, the creative. The, they own your masters. They own your masters. So yeah. they have the. And some of these deals, um, 
you have to sell a certain amount of records to qualify to yeah. buy your masters back and that could be 20 years right it could be 30 years and even if that's not in there like you, you get paid a million dollars you got to pay the record company back your first million you make correct before you start taking profits so so yeah they've got all the power and before we switch over to the nft like there is a place for that if you're an upcoming artist and like first off that upfront money can help you and you maybe you're not savvy with the the producing, the marketing, the mm. all, there's a lot that goes in. And there's you, a lot, yeah. That's why you need record labels. Some people need record labels. Right, because they can put you on like certain talk shows, uh, yes. get you spun in certain cities that you're not being played in. Like They've done it before they're vets. Yeah, yeah, which is also, also kind of like shitty in my opinion. Yeah. Like you're paying for airtime, like that doesn't mean like the people like your songs. True. It's just you're, you're you're giving yourself the best chance to reach ears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. hoping. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Yeah, but flipping on the reverse, the NFT. How does that open? How does that change things for both the artist and fans? Yeah, and for, for artists, I think they've got to consider. They still have to consider the label. It, it depends on like what what your goal is. Like, if your goal is to make the most money as possible, probably want to go the NFT route. Mm-hmm. If your goal is to make an impact in the music business or whatever the case may be you might want to go the label route because you're going to get a bigger reach but um, from an nft's perspective you can create an album you can create a song um, and only limit it to a certain or however you want to run it it doesn't have to be a limit on it it's just how i've seen it done Um, like 100 albums you put them up for sale and when you purchase that nft you can uh, create utility for the customers that you have, they can get X amount of percentage of your royalties. So if these records end up being like prevalent, spun in the club, spun on the radio, all this, like royalties, mailbox, mailbox money for your yeah. your customers or Just for, for your fans. revenue. Yeah. So if you, he was talking about Roy specifically, he was like, I was thinking about giving like 6% away, 8% away. Um, and then every time that album is sold, the artist still gets a percentage of that resale. Right. So it's like the economics behind it all are insane. Yeah. So you're you're essentially making your fans the record label. Like right. They own a percentage of your project, but not like a master. You know what I'm saying? No, they wouldn't enough, own the majority. Yeah. Enough yeah. where your fans are incentivized based on your success. Yeah. And so guess what they're gonna do? They want the royalties. They're they're gonna play the music. They're gonna text it to their friends they're gonna bootleg it whatever it is like to get it out like, you just created this marketing pyramid of people who are all all want your music to be heard by as many people as possible like the labels trying to get you on the radio station or exactly. the streams like it's just a different way of doing it exactly so it's like cutting out the middleman you're going directly to your fans directly to consumer and you're incentivizing your fans to get your music out there because we're all going to get paid mm-hmm. off of it Wild, yeah, wild. They're going to be fans making their wealth off of their celebrity like hobby uh, uh, focuses. Yeah, like you could really make a difference. Like imagine, imagine getting a royalty percentage of Drake. So far gone when that first came out, right in '09, and where he is today. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be chilling. You're gonna be chilling. (laughs) It's 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 fun. Like it it seems. Like where my head stops here, I'm like, hey, what do, where do I go with this? It like, it seems simple to me right now because we've been living in this, but like, it, it's such a different way. It, it's like a simple switch, yeah. But 
if you can like understand and realize like the power behind it and also the negatives and like how maybe you're not you know are you the right musician yeah, you might do, not be hot enough to pull it off right right so it's it's all about strategy and having faith in yourself and what what route you want to take with it yeah and to be fair i haven't seen it really done successfully yet i yeah. don't think it's been like really executed it's definitely been discussed and probably like one album like did Nas just one album and then maybe a couple songs? Did Nas release an album or a song? It was last year. There were like two two artists who did something. I know Wu Tang did for sure. They released an out al- like an old album, kind of yeah, like a never before heard yeah album. And I want to say Currency or something like that did it too. It was like a each NFT is a dollar and he sold like a million of them. Yeah, or something. Yeah, in a minute. Yeah, so like I don't know how that's working royalty wise because yeah. uh, that music's not on any of the yeah. DSPs or anything like that either. So it's like that's the other aspect when you're trying to market this thing. How are you going to get it out? Like it might be it might be some other built in utility pieces in there like free concert tickets yeah. or or whatever. If you have a copy of this one, but we're also going to release it on Spotify and stuff three weeks later. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Imagine by holding that NFT, yeah, you also, you just get free access to any concert ever. Or in yeah. your, like, like, you can just, the holders get utility. They, that's, that's insane. I, I just thought it was, because I was just screwing around just listening to them because I was into the, like, the Slaughterhouse breakup yeah. beef. And then when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, they are really Royce thinking about doing some of this stuff like really soon. Now I'm going to be focusing on him. <laughs> Do you are you a boxing fan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, so not maybe, crazy, just like casual. Do you understand like a boxing syndicate? No. As what I'm trying to I don't know all the intricacies, but basically like um you know the 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 chief promote the promoter or the promotion company basically you know uh, um up front pay the box basically pay them to train and prepare for the fight. Okay. And allow them to do their thing, and they handle the marketing, like like everything that a record label would do for um, an artist. An artist they would do for the boxer. What's the one? The famous guy with the crazy hair. Um, ah, boxer. Yeah, uh, the the boxing pr- promoter. Don um, King. Don King. Don King. Thank you. That's who it is. Don King. Got you know, it. he's just a very um, a, a wild guy. Investing in in whether music or even just like. Can you imagine investing in a human, like your future earnings? Like, what if I paid you? Like, I believed in your future. Yeah. So I I paid you a hundred grand for five percent of any of your future net worth. Like, it's definitely possible with this shit. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it might, not going to work in every situation. Yeah, yeah. You may not want to give that up in the future, or maybe maybe you do. Getting a hundred grand can change your life or kind of get you over the hump of whatever you're trying to do. Imagine, like, if that was an NFT form, that's also a tradable asset. So, like, if you and if I invest in you and you start killing it, I can put that for auction. Like, I can put that for up sure. for sale too and kind of keep this spin. Like, right. Cause, like, technically, that whoever made that smart contract, they're going to have to just pay or distribute whatever to that specific contract. So they don't care. I don't. You're not dealing with, all right, in 20 years, I got to, like, come to you and ask for a certain amount of money. Right. However, the technology, you know, is is set up for it to just automatically go to the tokens, however however it yeah. goes. Yeah, Like, there's such a secondary and, and is tertiary, is that the right word? I think third, so. Third, <laughs> you know, the third way. Uh, third uh, level. Third level. 
it, it can get really wild with this stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be thinking about that one a little bit more. Yeah, man. I mean, like the, to me, the music business is just the easiest example. Yeah, and it's just like this is happening in real time. So everyone has that artist that they 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 listen to before they popped off. Right. And you get pissed when you hear them and like <laughs> everybody's onto them. You're right. Like, I was there first. Right. Like, I was in there. I also cloud. hate being that guy too. Well, right. <laughs> you hate being that guy, but now you don't have to be that guy. Like you could just prove it. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. 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 This yeah. Is, this is how you identify. I, I, here it is. Yeah. Album one. Yeah. Oh, that would be your, sweet. It's in your wallet and people can just go find it. Like you don't have to do any talking. <laughs> Which I'm still not cool with all, all the way. What? <laughs> People can just go in your wallet and see what, what you have, but it is what it is. You need multiple wallets. <laughs> Two, three, four, four wallets. Yeah, yeah man. man. <laughs> Do we want to... Uh, I, when you told me about this pudgy penguin, yeah. I don't know any details around it, <laughs> but anytime I hear pudgy penguin and sells for 400 ETH... Yeah. I, are we still in a bear market? Like, what what happened here? I was checking the stats today, just where everything was, like Bitcoin or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know, man. There's a, It's a little bounce back. But you could tell people, like, for whatever reason, I'm not familiar with that project or whatever. But that person woke up one day and was like, yeah, this is worth it. I'm going to do this for 400. And you, you did the calculation, 600. 640. 640 grand. Like, that on a... Pudgy Penguin. Again, I don't know anything about the project. I don't know what utility it has. I don't know what access you get to it, but there's a reason Homie did it. I so. can't say like I've been, you know, 24-7 following NFT projects the last couple months, but like I can name off four or five off the top of my head that I think are great projects you could get under like 200 bucks, even under like 50 bucks. Yeah. And someone spent 650K. 650K, oh man. My That's... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's tough. like that's a headline. Who knows what this turns into? But like that's a headline that will confuse a lot of people. Yeah, and it's like I don't. Who knows if that's good or bad? But man, that's a. I haven't seen the uh, floor. I haven't been looking at the floor board ape or anything right now. But I figure they could probably got one of those. Yeah. Oh, they definitely. <laughs> they could have got a couple of those. Yeah, a couple like, of crypto punks. A couple. Yeah, couple of everything. Yeah, because like the the crypto punks is like the genesis of this you know what i mean like that's gonna be a good investment so. that, yeah that that if, if i had 600k to put towards the project i'd buy one of those and then spread everything out uh, absolutely along along everything else while we got a little time left yeah let's hop into it south paul Another stories south part paul two story. let's go let's go do you know <laughs> or have you heard of bobby bonilla day does that oh for the mets yeah yeah Did oh you yeah heard this story yeah so this card it's a bobby bonilla card was it 1987 um don russ I just handed it to you. I forgot. The top off the top. There you go. Here we go. Yeah. 1987, Don Russ, Bobby Bonilla, opening day. Money. Do you know the story about Bobby Bonilla Day? It just happened July 1st. It's every July 1st, he gets paid a portion of his contract. Yeah. I forgot what the, the stipulations of the contract were. Every July 1st, Bobby Bonilla, who hasn't played in the major yeah. league since 2001. He hasn't played for the Mets since two th- since 1999. He has paid, let me check my notes, $1,193,248 every July 1st from 2011 to 2035. Wow. So there's still a good amount of For 25 years. <laughs> but do you know the story? So the Mets, this was in, in 99, they were looking, they wanted to buy his contract out. So he had $5.9 million left on his contract. They wanted to buy it out. 
the Mets ownership at the time, one of which is a former Michigan alum, big Michigan baseball donor, Fred Wilpon, hey. A, go blue. Um, they were part of, of, they were invested in a Bernie Madoff account. Do you know the Madoff Ponzi scheme scandal? Yeah, yeah. They were invested in his account, promised <laughs> double-digit returns, so they had all this money. They were trying to rearrange the roster and all these contracts, so they agreed to buy him out um, $5.9 million. We're just going to start paying you in 2011, every year, $1.2 million. It is absolutely insane. So every year, he gets to show on July 1st. That's check. That's Check. nuts. I actually, I've got kind of a story about my ex-girlfriend was a Mets fan. Oh, yeah? So I actually went to Bobby Bonilla. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Their new ownership are, like, talking about, like, actually celebrating it. Yeah. Like, like making it a day at the ballpark, which is which is so cool. Like, they should. Yeah. That's that's just so unique. Like <laughs> He's making more than, than there was some list I was reading, you know, 25 of, like, the better players in the MLB right now. He's making more per year than them. He hasn't played <laughs> since 2001. I need to see like a current picture of him. I like, yeah, right. Yeah, I have no idea what he looks like right now. <laughs> I don't even remember what he, if I didn't see this, I wouldn't remember what he looked like even playing. But he's on what dude is a legend. He's on the Pirates. Oh, the Pirates. Yeah, got gotcha. you. So this was earlier on in his career. This was this was 12 years before that happened. Like, yeah, he wasn't even any good. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that so? When did he start playing? Is that a rookie card? It's not that, a rookie card, uh, it looks like he has a year under his belt, so it might be a second year. But this it. is a pretty not like super valuable, but like an iconic set. This Don Russ set, oh, I rock with um, it. there's like a Tony Gwynn and a Bo Jackson that are pretty sweet. No, that's that's immaculate. Yeah, uh, another Southpaw story, you know what I'm saying? This, like, these are the reasons why I started to get into trading cards, hey man, right. Yeah, next time we got to talk about your uh, trading card. Um, whatnot. My, yeah, I'm selling. Whatnot. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is an experience. We definitely have to talk about that. Let's go. Hey, this was a good one, though. <laughs> yeah, man. Take All it right. easy. Yep.